Episode of Nerds Amalgamated. Um, with me, I have the DJ hey, and the Professor. Hello. Um, so yeah, welcome to another episode. We have been having a lot of fun playing games, reading out through all the different types of news to try and find some great content for you and make a lot of fun. Uh, first up, um, Professor, you were saying something about Star. Is it Star Citizen? Yeah, yeah. Last week's been a bit of a roller coaster for Star Citizen community. Oh, what's happening? It started off with the um, with Cloud Imperium Games coming out and saying that you'd have to pay to watch the live stream of their convention, which understandably pissed off a lot of people, considering a lot of people have spent five thousand dollars buying concept art for a game that hasn't been released. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Five thousand bucks for concept art? Yeah, more than that, people. <laughs> People spend thousands of dollars on this game, and it's still in very, very early alpha. So they're basically paying for concept art because they come out and announce a new spaceship, and they're like, you can buy the spaceship for 50 bucks, and you'll have it when the game releases. And then, well, you know how it goes. hasn't come out yet. So in other words, this is basically the computer programmer's version of a Ponzi scheme. Possibly. I mean, they haven't cut and run yet. Yeah, but they're not really actually doing anything. Yeah, it's a very, very slow progress. And how long have they been going going this for? Like, uh, I believe the Kickstarter launched in 2012. Okay, so they could be writing a line of code a day and still have something to show for it other than... <laughs> yeah, so uh, they basically put out a um, a crowdfunding, right, crowdfunding project on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And made so much money that they just kept going and going and adding more and more to the to the game. Mm-hmm. They're now up to like $200 million uh, from like, between Kickstarter, other donations, and ship sales. $200 million? Yeah. Man. And they still haven't made this, made this com- they haven't completed this game with $200 no. million. Like... They haven't. <laughs> there, there were a fifth of the way through the, bu- of the budget that was used to make um, one of the most forgettable movies of all time, Avatar. Oh, what about the uh, the millions of um, sequels they're working on all at once? Yeah, but are they all going to be coming out now, though, that Disney taking control? Are they actually no going to be released as movies to the cinema, or is it going to be straight to Netflix? <laughs> so anyway, I've just pulled up a uh, an article. GTA V costs $265 million. This this had better be some amazingly intense game that's going to blow the socks off everyone for decades. Well, that's the thing. The guy who's making it has a pedigree. It's Chris Roberts who worked on uh, Wing Commander. That's fine. You can have a pedigree, but still be completely useless, pathetic. Right? On a new... <clears throat> I've seen seen some dogs out there that have got outstanding pedigrees, but they still sniff each other's butts and about <laughs> to go fetch a ball properly. <laughs> Like, just because this guy's got a pedigree of having worked on... 
Like, did he was he the main driving force behind Wing Commander, or is he just one of the people? In- I believe he's uh, like the main force behind it. Okay. Like his big uh, point about Star Citizen was that he wanted to have full creative control, and that he never went back to EA because they wouldn't give him full control for a Wing Commander sequel. Okay. And leaving EA, he's probably making more money now, even though they've got the loot boxes. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is there is there any end in sight that there is actually going to be a game or is this just going to be another one of those never-ending stories? Honestly, after the uh, fiasco with the um, convention, I'm starting to feel like it is becoming a money grab. Like Up until then, I was willing to believe that it is a hugely ambitious game and it's not unreasonable that it's taking them years considering how much content they want to put in there but it is taking them a very long time to get even the basics done. And this uh, latest move just seems so greedy and out of touch that I've lost um, any confidence I might have had in them. This is uh, it, it's, it's just looking completely and utterly pathetic. Oh, yeah. Um, just looking at the page here, they've got, because there seems to be a lot of vitriol and outrage that is unfairly directed towards community. Um, if you should, if you are you're upset, you should be upset at me. They're all your company, your employees. Suck it up. Marketing's the one that's charging for all the bits and pieces. I'm sorry, but Christopher Roberts, you're a tool. Yeah, so they have retracted it and they have decided to make it free. Their justification was that they wanted to have professional, um, like professional quality live stream across two stages. But I really find it hard to believe, considering how much they've spent on it, well, people spent on it, that they don't have the money to put aside for uh, to, for some uh, streaming software and cameras. They've done it in the past, basically. Like, run it on Twitch. I believe that's what they did for the last couple of years. Like, the guy's the guy is deluded. He's 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 got a god complex going. It seems. I'm sorry, but. Yeah. Why, do, why do I get that feeling? This whole Star Citizen saga, it just reminds me of Duke Nukem and how it took a shitload of time and a shitload yeah. of hang on, money. Hang on, hang on, hang on. To start with, Duke Nukem actually had a game to start with and they did eventually actually come up with product and they're always improving it. And they went across several different companies. True, but how long did it take for them? 11 years, I think. Yeah. But you had a game to start with that you could play. And yeah, I don't think they went crowdfunding and all that and made $200 million and did nothing and was arrogant about it. So Duke, Duke Nukem actually came out with a game. And I think that the, a lot of the guys that were working on it were working on other games at the time as well, weren't they? I'm not really sure. I didn't follow it that closely. It was... I'm for Half-Life. <laughs> you mean Half-Life 2? Half-Life 3. <laughs> it's never uh, happening. Yeah. There was 15 years for Duke Nukem Forever to fight after 15 years of development. Oh, well. And there were some lawsuits apparently with um, Take-Two as well. That was for the second game, not for the first. I've oh, right. raised $200 million. Right, right. Yep. This, this has been going on for a lot, for six years or whatever, and they haven't even put one. Like I produced a Knots and Crosses game in high school in one month. Using BASIC? No, no. Um, Pascal. What, uh, what was your computer? Uh, I think it was uh, 886. Nice. Going, going back in the days. Um, my game was only pretty basic with the graphics and so forth. But yeah, I had 
three-dimensional X's, O's and boards and so forth. One of the guys who was seriously out of control over a chief and made it into a three-dimensional Star Wars-themed space battle. So, yeah, it, it was just... Even even had music in his one and sound effects. Very nice. Very impressive. So, big shout-out to Brendan if he ever listens. <laughs> Much respect. But, um, yeah... Uh, I think we might want to move on from this because this is just going to be... Otherwise, it'll be as much of a saga as the waste of humanity. You feel uh, your blood start to boil there, Bucky? Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just over idiots and morons and all that with all the stuff that's happened in the... Um, but, yeah, let's look at um, human rights groups are calling for a killer robot ban. Um, not, don't know if you guys have had a look through this and seen much about it, but... Um, there's a group called Human Rights Watch and Harvard Law School's International Human Rights Clinic have once again been issuing calls for a complete ban on killer robot systems, which are autonomous weapon systems. So, yeah, have a have, instead of having just a landmine, you have a sensor which has got gun turrets, so forth. They won't stop me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... it's they're having another. They've had an event last year, and they're having another one this year with delegates from around the world. Uh, they've got countries like they've got people from Amnesty International and countries. I think I saw Egypt and France have registered opposition to creating any legally binding prohibitions of such weapons. So yeah, um, the United Nations Arms Committee is all producers of guns, and they're all here regist- registering protests. Any prohibitions we got? The United States, France, Great Britain, Israel, South Korea, Russia. They don't say China, though. China's probably just not even bothering to respond. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure they have autonomous gun turrets on the uh, the Korean border. Yeah, I remember reading that somewhere. Except they're not allowed to put them into autonomous mode, but they're produced by Samsung. Okay. Who also makes uh, a Samsung Galaxy which is the military model, like reinforced, has uh, military-grade encryption. Turns out Samsung's a huge military contractor, not just for the Koreans, but a lot of people. Yeah. Um, apparently, I just noticed here, apparently China has called, I missed this when I was reading this earlier on, China has called for a new protocol that would prohibit the use of fully autonomous weapons. I guess they don't like competition. <laughs> but... Yeah, like looking looking through this article, it's just pretty embarrassing for humanity. Like with the use of poisonous gas as well as autonomous weapon systems, we're, we're, we're killing each other off and destroying the planet in a pretty bad way. Yeah. Although, although guys, mind you, um, this is in relation. Although, mind you, Elon Musk and a couple of companies last year and the year before have all pledged that they will. Um, they want an outright ban of killer robots. That's so, just because they don't want anyone to compete with them, really. They all know Elon is the Bond villain of this <laughs> universe. <laughs> At least he does it with style. Except no, for ca- when he calls uh, cave rescuers pedos. <laughs> but and, and they, they really shouldn't let him have the ad anymore. Nah, nah. But as far as um, like the giant killer robots that you've posted in here, I'm sorry, but all you need to de- defeat that is a cyborg. Because that's what happened in Robocop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, so one day, do you reckon we'll see a Gundam one day? No. 
No, not for a long Giant time. Giant humanoid robots are, are incredibly inappropriate for any sort of combat. They're basically useless because being that large, all they can do is trip over. The physics just don't work out. The, the best robot system I've seen for combat was a six-legged, uh, like operating on legs, had six legs, and that it could climb. Otherwise, it's too unstable. Even even yeah. on streets, it just they, they overbalance. So, what do you guys reckon? Do you reckon um, these company like Elon Musk and Google and all this, all these guys all calling for outright bans, and they saying they promise not to make any of these killing machines? You reckon it's inevitable they will make it in the end, though? Yeah, but see, like the the U.S. government itself turned around and pushed for a ban on biological and chemical weapon so forth like that. But they're one of the largest researchers into it. So after they had massive into research, they put a ban on it so nobody else in the world could compete with them and they're still doing research and they get busted for it every now and again. So it's going to happen. It's going to keep getting built. Yeah. The technology's there. All it is is a matter of just putting it together. Someone's going to do it. Yeah. So, it's an inevitability that nobody likes. Well, if you look at the weapon systems on some of the um, ships and aircraft, the, the reality is... A human has almost nothing to do. The targets are selected by someone back, like by one person, back in a room somewhere on the other side of the planet. And you can also set it to facial recognition for with some of the drones, apparently. So yeah, you've got the drone flying along, does facial recognition, and it launches an attack. So I'm sorry, but it's already there and it's being used. Yeah. So I'd rather rather be shot with a bullet than a missile. But it's good to see that there are people actually out there trying to curb a new arms race. Yeah, I'm not sure how good it will be, though. I know we're technically living in the safest, least violent time in history, but it feels like a lot of things are just building up at the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got nuclear weapons being rebuilt again. <laughs> uh, drone tech as well, it's coming up. I've got the US pulling out of the Iran deal. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now all those little countries are going to be like, well, if the US isn't going to keep its word, let's make make nukes. Yeah, and America's biggest worst kept secret is railgun technology that can fire munitions about the size of a car. I think it is. They haven't managed to reduce the size of it enough. But yeah, like they joke about it in the movies, but apparently the reality is there. It's just they haven't got it shrunk down in size. So could you imagine them using a railgun to launch a nuclear warhead? Yeah. Even with nukes, the only way to actually stop a nuke launch is to stop it at while it's still accelerating. You can't defend it against a nuke once it's coming back down at you. Yep. All those um, anti-ballistic missile defense systems actually are expected to fail. Yep. Because you've got to shoot to where the missile is going to be in the calculation are just too much for any of this at present. And they're moving uh, several times the speed of sound. Well, that's, yeah, they, that's the reason why it's impossible. It's like the calculations that have got to be done, it's just they can't put enough stuff out there to destroy any of the missiles in time. So you guys reckon, like, so space programs like the Star Wars program that America has at the moment, it, it, it's bound to fail? No. No, Star Wars was officially on, ended, wasn't it? Uh, it was, well, officially never took off, but the idea is to shoot them while they're still launching. Yeah. That's what the Star Wars program was about. And other stuff like satellite-mounted weaponry, which is technically illegal under uh, the non 
uh, proliferation agreement. Actually, you know, I believe that's only for nuclear weapons. But it would not surprise me at all if someone somewhere has a satellite that is a WMD just waiting for the waiting for the time to launch it because he's going to tell them not to. Yeah, and you can use you can use satellites themselves as weapons. Yeah, yeah. Those those things do tend to make a bit of a dent on concrete when they hit the ground. But enough of the um, depressing war depressing. talk. <laughs> Let's move on to something else. The DJs talk about violence at the Olympics. Oh, okay, so the earlier to earlier th- um, this week, um, the Olympic CEO Thomas Bach um, has said that he will not accept esports in the Olympic Games. And that that is Thomas Bach, as as in B A C H, but yeah. the composer, not Bach. Uh, no uh. relation. <laughs> okay, he basically said that the so-called killer games, which promote violence or discrimination, cannot be accepted into games. Um, even though, even though it, um, he said this during the Asia Games, and esports was in it. Uh huh. Um, I, I, I'm getting sick and tired of uh, computer games being abused by idiots that don't know what they're doing. I'm talking about. Yeah, like um, the further, like he further states that of course every combat sport has its origins in real fight among people, but sport is the civilized expression about this. So how does he respond about boxing? Because uh, I'm sorry, like even putting the pads on the head and wearing the, the boxing gloves, you still do massive amounts of damage to the brain. So how how is it that oh, we can't have violent computer games, but we can go out and cause brain damage? You know, there's um actually a thing about that. Gloved boxing is more likely to cause brain damage than bare knuckle boxing. Mm-hmm. Because it makes it so that when you punch something hard, like somebody's face, you don't break your hand. Oh, yeah, I know that. I used to yeah. do boxing. But yeah, like when, when they're wearing the head guards and all that, they're supposed to reduce the impact. Um, yeah, it's still the, the jolt and the shake of the, the punches. And when you actually see a professional boxer throw a punch, that's a heck of a lot of force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, there's a reason why you don't see many old boxers that, um, brain damage. Yeah, but yeah, for this um, for this though, he's I think he's saying this in relation to what happened in Jacksonville recently, when mm. when when an idiot decided to go nuts and shoot people. Okay, well, there's a there's a video on YouTube about some woman going crazy because she didn't get her her nuggets McDonald's. Are they going to ban junk food from being sold at the venues? That's the problem. Like people are just getting. This is just a knee jerk reaction, basically. And you're right. What's it's and you're right. It's a Madden. It's a Madden game, in <laughs> uh, But in a second, here it's also said that this will be the biggest hurdle if they can get rid of the whole violence thing. Um, then it's good. So all it's not lost, really. Another two more years. I do think that's funny that they're not like they're just immediately discounting all the non-violent competitive games. Mm-hmm. One of one of the lines I find really interesting. In the article, though, is um, blood in video games is the problem. The the line to violence can be blurry, but when it comes to blood, it's easy to define. <laughs> what? Obviously, so basically, non-bloody violence. So if if you do the computer game and you just no blood appearing, you can still do Fortnite and so forth. Just no blood and gore. You know that's kind of fair because. Um... When you do the approval under the ESRB or the 
Peggy or whoever's doing your uh, age ratings, mm. they do take into account the impact of the violence and how realistic it is, which is why something like Fortnite is lower rated than, uh, probably lower rated than PUBG, because PUBG has blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But have you seen, yeah, once again, coming back on boxing, I reckon it's a great sport, a lot of respect for boxers out there, but um, the amount of blood that those guys come out with, like they, they have guys called cut men who help to provide cuts in under around the eyes and so forth so that people can keep seeing. And then I think it was a couple, of, I can't remember which Olympic it was, there was a um, gymnast, I think it was, who had an accident and broke their leg or something in the middle of a routine yep and yeah you mean the I, 20, uh, that was pretty graphic you mean the 2016 olympics yeah uh, it was painful too it was the first... I, there was there was no blood but i can guarantee everybody watching it out there would have been going Ooh, that <laughs> but there are some non-violent computer um esports game esports games they can put on in the olympics like fifa Thanks for saying what i said about three minutes ago uh-huh. we can put candy crush <laughs> Hold on, I'll be back. I just got to go kill someone real quick. Who? The person who created you. Candy Crush? <laughs> hey, come on. My auntie loves Candy Crush. <laughs> we could we could have a whole new division of Olympic competitors. All <laughs> middle-aged <laughs> women with iPhones. The, the, the middle-aged <laughs> and senior citizen females out there that love Candy Crush and are the champions of the sport. Come on, let's let's represent. Let's let's get them up there. Let's let's have a grandma carrying the Olympic flag. (laughs) That would be brilliant. Australian Institute of Sport (laughs) have a Candy Crush division. (laughs) But I would actually be more interested in watching that than rhythmic gymnastics. I'm sorry, but yeah, like. It, the lawn bowls is more interesting than the rhythmic. <laughs> can, can you also imagine a clash of clans division? <laughs> no, 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 because that's violent. Oh, right, right. <laughs> you can't have clash of clans. I, um, a favorite Olympic story, though, is from, I think I must have read it in a Hot World Histories book. It's about a wrestling match from the ancient Greek Olympics mm-hmm. where the match had gone on for hours and it was getting dark, so they put them into sudden death mm-hmm. and told them you get one punch each um then we will judge the winner so one guy took his punch and punched the other guy but didn't do a whole lot of damage then the other guy punched with a like his hand flat like a blade which tore into the guy's belly then punched again and pulled out his guts and killed him ah and he got disqualified because you know, he took two punches. I yeah, I can I can understand if he's broken by taking two punches. But in the ancient Greek Olympics, a lot of the a lot of the competitors who didn't win were killed. Some a lot of the early wrestling matches it was to the death. So it wasn't like this all beautiful sports thing as it is now. It was lethal combat for a lot of it. Like they used to fight with spears and swords. And yeah. the baton in the relay was a flaming torch. Yeah, um, and they're all naked. Actually, so... <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the javelin throw was actually at a moving target, which was either a goat or a slave. Yes, and on that point, javelins and discus and shot put—all of those uh, sort of sports—are all based around 
violence because they're all hunting tools or weapons. Yeah, well, shot put was actually for fighting and defense, throwing rocks and cannonballs at the enemy. And it's pretty obvious what you use a javelin for. Yeah, yep. They're not very good for hunting. Oh, really? No. Um, with Because with the, all the aiming and so forth, it's more a matter of warfare. If you're going to hunt use, using a spear, um, it's usually better to get in close, throwing the spear at a, uh, whether it's a deer or whatever. Unless it's a large animal, like a, a buffalo or something like that, yeah, you're better off just holding on to the spear. There's actually been studies done where they've investigated um, hunting in terms of with spears and so forth, just out of curiosity to see what was the process. And yeah, holding your spear, you had better success than if you threw it. Because if you threw it, you actually lost most of the force when it was traveling through the air. And it also, as you threw it, the spear traveling made noise. So it alerted the animal and they ran. So your spear landed on the ground and it could break. Whereas if you stab it, the spear breaks, you still got hold of part of the, sh- the shaft so you can stab it again. So we do digress there. I apologize. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. But um, as uh, back to the topic though. So the organizer of the Asian Games, after showing the, after doing the demonstration of esports in the Asia Games, uh, expressed their sympathy for the victims. But the head of the Asia Electronic Sports Federation, Kenneth Fook, <laughs> FOK, oh my God, those names, uh, blamed the U.S. gun laws and not the impact of esports on the shooter, saying. I think this is a bigger issue of gun control and the access to guns, which is fair. Oh, no, not the gun debate. Not the <laughs> oh, gun yeah. debate. Abort, abort, abort. <laughs> but, yeah, but... Let's not, no, let's but, not go there. Too many yeah, let's not go I know. It's, I, I find it hilarious how um, people, people are saying, after this shooting incident, oh, yes, get every, let's blame guns, let's blame violent video games, let's blame everything. Oh. Yeah, but there's research that shows it's not video game. Yeah, yeah. And also, to, uh, and here's the other funny thing. It's a, it's a Madden game. It's a, the, the shooter was, was, was shooting people after a Madden game. You're not gonna, you're gonna see, are you going to see like, people protesting ban Madden or ban FIFA? Hang on, hang on a sec. Didn't I say like, it's the jocks that are the more violent people playing sport? Madden games are all jock games. So this guy was a, a jock wannabe. Problem solved. It's all sport. <laughs> ban sport. Okay. Yeah, ban football. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's ban contact sports. Let's ban contact sports. (laughs) No, 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 no. Let's ban the 100-meter rush because... (laughs) you got people out there. Like, no, no, seriously. They actually had a 100-meter race somewhere for one of the world championships or something, and two of the guys were arguing with each other, and they got into a punch-up at the starting line. <laughs> really? Oh. Race, they got into another punch-up at the end. Let's not forget about Oscar Pistorius. Yeah, well, come on, the Blade Runner. Even well, that's the name, after... they, that, that, but... No, no, no. He even had the name Blade. Like, that's violence. <laughs> oh, oh, you think that part? That's fair. That's fair. 
<laughs> like, come on, like if if you if we're gonna start pointing fingers, like we'll point back at you guys. We're better. We're smarter. We're, we haven't got brain damage from being punched out and dropped on our heads as much. So okay, he, he, okay, so. I've looked at the list. So there's all all these contact sports in the Olympics. So boxing, judo, karate, rugby seven, shooting, taekwondo, and wrestling. Which would be the one sport that you would ban? Like if if they say like let's ban all sports and stuff, but keep a contact sport just for show, you know? I would ban bridge. Ban bridge. That's a, a sport that they've had at the Olympics. Wait, bridge is a sp- wait. It's bridge a card is in the, game. Yeah, bridge is an Olympic sport in what? <laughs> it was for a few years. The uh, International Chess Federation was like, come on, guys, you let bridge him, but not us. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh. So what do you, what do you reckon, guys? Which, which sport I, I would you ban? Lawn bowls. Lawn bowls? That's, that's shot put for a senior citizen. <laughs> put over the shot, it's underarm bowling. And the Kiwis don't like it when you bowl underarm. <laughs> I see what you did there, Buck. I see what you did there. <laughs> Oh, and there you go, folks. Miracles never cease. You heard it first, right here tonight. <laughs> a joke, first time around. Oh, the underarm. Oh, the Chapel Brothers. Uh, oh, but yeah. Look, honestly, I think these guys need to go back and rethink their statements and their position because it's pretty ridiculously stupid. Like looking through here, there's so many pitfalls in what they're saying. Like. They can't have it because it's violent. But they got shooting, boxing, all sorts of other violent stuff. But yeah, you can't have it because it's violent. Can't have it because there's blood. Once again, rugby sevens, boxing, judo, gymnastics. <laughs> I don't think they're on the wrong side of history. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think these guys should have just all go hide back under whatever flat rock they crawled out from under. Yeah. Stop! Stop polluting the gene pool of humanity. Mm-hmm. This is this this is a, a a buck rant. Yes, I'm sorry. Does the people get out? All, all the all the idiots that shouldn't be talking and pretending that they're intelligent. Please just go away. Stop stealing oxygen for the people who are for intelligent. Ah, uh, yeah, I agree with you there. I agree with you on That's this good. one. Yeah, I don't have to shoot you then. <laughs> but moving along, um, because otherwise we're going to have someone come and bomb us. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Um, games this week, DJ. Did you did you play any games at all? <laughs> oh, I did not. I didn't play anything. Oh. Why not? Even I was playing games on my mobile phone, but you, you haven't played a game on your mobile phone. Nope. Oh, but I have been watching just games, games, anime. That's all I've been doing. You bloody weeb. <laughs> Here we are, working hard to make content for our podcast, and you're just sitting there being a weeb. I'm working on assignments and everything else, and I still find time to play games. How dare you call yourself a nerd? Hey, Overlord anime, such a good anime. You can't even spend like an hour playing a game. Oh, I knew you guys were going to race me on this. Sorry, folks, I just had to boot him off for a little bit. We're going to need a new DJ. We, we we do have a position available. If you play games at least once a week and consider yourself <laughs> a nerd, enjoy anime, and a fun to talk to. And an intelligence above 70. Well. Not the most important we criteria we have. We didn't, didn't set it that high for DJ, did we? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I can hear you guys. 
Oh, but yeah, but, okay. So the the DJ had an epic fail. <laughs> hey, I saw anime. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you sound like Beaker from the Muppets. Yeah, the Swedish chef. Actually, yeah, I saw it. No, no, no. From the science, it's not the Swedish chef. <laughs> but talking about that, um, sorry for diverging, but I got to I got to say this one because it was funny. Apparently, in Sweden, they refer to the Swedish chef as the Norwegian chef. Huh? <laughs> yeah, they have it with subtitles and all that, even though most Swedish people speak English. And so it comes through, and so and it's the Norwegian chef. <laughs> so can you imagine it, though, if the Swedish people, like we make fun of the, the Swedes, they go, when they go across the border into Norway and start making fun, of the Norwegians by going the Norwegians are sitting there going, my god they really do talk like that <laughs> I found a report in relation to that it was actually a comedian I saw during the week and that was his line and it was just yeah, I'm sorry, it was just brilliant it was brilliant but check out but the article and just start laughing We'll have the link posted in the show notes by the DJ. He's done nothing else all week, so he can do something useful now. Um, in um, the Nobody Likes the Swedes, there's a law in Denmark that if a Swede walks across the uh, ocean when it freezes, mm-hmm. the Danish can hit them with sticks. <laughs> they limit the size of the stick. I don't believe so. Because I've seen some pretty big, strong Danish guys, so I can see them hitting them with a, like a tree branch. And considering the ocean's frozen, the tree branches would be frozen solid as well, like all the moisture. So be, that would hurt. It'd be like being hit by a steel club. And they're all Vikings, so... Well, they're, they're all Norse. They're all pretty violent people. History. They're nice, lovely people. Didn't you hear about the time the Vikings saved hundreds of artifacts from a monastery before, after everyone died and it was about to burn down? Oh, yeah. No, they... Hey, if it wasn't for the Norse people then science would still be stuck in the dark ages they pushed it they they actually fought for scientific research they put their lives on the line to break us out of the dark ages oh uh, yeah moving along professor what what game did you play this week warhammer vermintide 2 Ooh, i had a bit of a look at this during the week it is looking nice yes it's basically left for dead but Warhammer fantasy theme. Have you cut anyone's head off yet with a sword or an axe? Apparently yes. That's to aim for. Yes, I've done it several times. And my new, uh, I play. I was playing as uh, Victor Saltpire. I think he um, is a witch hunter, and his. I just unlocked a new ranged weapon for him, which is a basically a mini Gatling gun. It's a revolver, but shaped like a Gatling gun. And it has an alternative fire that fires all barrels at once. Oh, that's going to leave a bit of a mark. But, um, yeah, I was looking at some of the stuff, as I said, during the week. And, yeah, I like the, I love the graphics and the dwarf is so much fun. The DJ's gone quiet. What's he up oh, I'm just, in, I'm, I'm just enthralled listening to you guys talk about Warhammer. It's unusual for you to be quiet. But <laughs> it's like when, when you have a house full of children and they all go quiet, it's like something's wrong. Your mother instinct's kicking in. Well, uncle. My uncle instinct. I got nephews and nieces, and because they're all related to me, I just they're likely to be up to no good doing something they shouldn't be doing. But yeah, no. Um, give us a rundown on the premise of the story of what it's about. Well, it's the sort of generic Warhammer story 
ever-encroaching darkness and a group of heroes fighting against it. Okay. And the um so i haven't played a whole lot of the story yet but the parts of it i have played are the tutorial and what seems to be the first mission mm-hmm. the tutorial has the uh the main characters about to be sacrificed and you know um have you seen the warcraft movie yes and at the start they're all getting ready to jump through the portal mm-hmm. it's basically that scene except um as the uh, the heroes you escape before you get sacrificed awesome now the in the tutorial I saw, it was in a dungeon. You're rolling down a like an overhead track in a cage or something. Yeah, that's the uh, opening cutscene. You roll down there past the portal, and then you get freed by um, by your thing coming loose and breaking. And then you travel around the uh, the enemy base, smashing Skaven and rescuing the other characters with a hammer. Yes. So, yeah, they, they won't allow that at the Olympics because that's too violent. I'm sorry. <laughs> Plus, people would actually be watching that rather than rhythmic or anything else. Um, but, yeah, no, definitely a game worth looking out for and getting hold of from what I've seen. And do you rec- recommend the same? Dave? Yeah, I do recommend it. Do, do you recommend it, DJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, se- I've seen some reviews have you, of have you, that game. Have you looked at it and actually done anything? No, of course not. I've seen Moving it. Off the bandwagon, DJ. Moving along. The idiot hasn't played a game. He doesn't get in We call him an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've seen um, Angry Joe reviews. I've seen Angry Joe. <laughs> Sarah, no, no cross-pollination and advertising unless you pay. Speaking of... <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I played um, Warhammer 40k Space Marine this week, which was a whole lot of fun. Um, unlike a lot of the other 40k games, it's not... The strategy is such a first-person shooter where you get to run around as an ultramarine and bash up the orc. I remember that one being... Uh, I seem to remember it having some mixed reviews when it came out. So now, like, 10 years later, mm-hmm. what do you think of it? I loved it then and I love it now. It is so much fun. Um, running around as a space marine with all the different weapons, things you can do, so... You actually get to go around with a jetpack and jump up in, and fly up in the air for the jumps and then slam onto the ground and daze your enemies and kill them and tear them apart in quite a bloodthirsty manner. And yes, there is a lot of blood and gore, so you, you, your blue armor does end up looking quite red at different times, but then it just magically... So it mustn't be blood, it must be just lighting. But yeah, I played it on PlayStation back in the day when it first came out and... It was just on, they had a big um, Warhammer situation on Humble Bundle, and I picked it up from there. So, yeah, definitely a lot of fun. Great way to kill, kill a couple of hours here and there. But, yeah, um, this is where we would have actually been speaking a bit more a bit more time um, because about other games, and the DJ didn't have a game. Thank you very much. Uh, out of curiosity, Buck, did you get the DLCs as well? Not yet. Um, I'm gonna pursue those i want to run through the entire thing but it's with now it's um i never had this on the playstation but on the pc you actually get online play where you play against other players and you get to expand the rep- the skill level and weaponry and armor of your character so you get to play as a space marine or a space marine a, a chaos space marine or a space marine or the emperor <laughs> mm-hmm. blood is the emperor's currency spend it well I'm always more of an Imperial Guard kind of guy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they, they, they had the Imperial Guards in this as in a supporting role, which was how they were most of the time. But yeah. Um, so we got sh- some shout outs. Um, you were talking about someone just before we started doing the recording for this podcast, Professor. Should, should we give them a mention and a, yeah. a, a stag farewell? Yes, the uh, reports seem to be that uh, Terry Davis, wasn't it? Can't remember his name. It was the God. I've closed the link. Hold on a moment. Well, the. Uh, yes, Terry A. Davis, the developer of um, Temple OS, the Christian computer operating system, has passed away recently. Mm-hmm. So, what, what, was, what were some of the things he was famous for apart from the Christian OS? Well, his most famous things is uh, going out and ranting about computers and stuff on forums. Mm-hmm. And he created the, <coughs> the the Christian OS or Temple OS because God told him to. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he had schizophrenia, but uh, that manifested in him thinking he was told to make a Christian OS. I don't know what's more Christian about his operating system than Microsoft Windows. Um, well, at one point, Uncle Bill was referred to as the Antichrist. True. So, therefore, it's got to be more Christian. And it's not Apple. And we all know the apples are evil because it's got Eden and Apple got them kicked out of the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Apparently. But, yeah, sad news. Um, might have had some mental health issues, but obviously... Uh, I mean, it's a fervent, pretty fervent. funny guy. Yeah. He, um, he would go around... Uh, he had some really odd ideas, like he thought that part of God's will was that his operating system should be in 640 by 480, and okay. nothing more, nothing less, because that is God's will. Okay, well, it, it, you can't argue it. That's what it is, and that's what it is. Yeah. It also helps for the older people that have vision problems and so forth and can't read the small print. I'm not sure it does, really. Uh, the print's always pretty large, but if that sort of setting, I think. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, but, he also yeah. made a uh, his own uh, programming language, Holy C. Did the uh, Vatican take a bit of um, offence at that? Uh, not that I know of. Yeah, that's how they refer to the, the Pope as the Holy Seed or Holy C or something. Yeah, remember. the Holy C. Um, yeah. But moving along, um, events of interest this week. We have um, seventy nine years since Poland was invaded. On the 1st of September, 1939, um, the first automatic teller machine was, was it unvac- opens for business on the 2nd of September, 1969. Uh, 31st of August, we had Jack the Ripper's first victim in 1888. He wouldn't be allowed at the Olympics again, would he? <laughs> no, I don't think murdering people has ever been a real Olympic sport. If oh, it that's... was... If it was, then um, Attila the Hun and Stalin would have been world champion. Yep. Um, 31st of August, 1955, first solar-powered car. Okay. Would have been fun to see driving around. Yeah. And um, we're still working on making it, um, making them actually work. Oh, they've got some that go. Like, they're always improving them, but they've got them going at pretty decent performance. Yeah, you levels. can go from Darwin to Adelaide in one, but it has to be this tiny little single-seater um, aerodynamic, the entire top of it shaped like entire top is covered in solar panels sort of thing. Are you talking yeah. about that certain race um, that happens every... every? It's an annual race, right? No. no, I'm talking about the other race that happens between Darwin and Adelaide in solar-powered cars. 
and, and, and it just happens to happen every year. <laughs> um, yeah, you just walked into a brick wall there, didn't you? Uh huh, uh huh. Did, did, did it hurt? Oh, it did really hurt. The World Solar Challenge, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Um, 2nd of September 1945, Japan signs. The Japanese instrument of surrender, officially ending World War Two. Yes, which is um, also known as VJ Day for victory in Japan. Mm-hmm. Although, actually, that was only the instrument of surrender. It wasn't the final wrap-up of the, of the war from memory. It was because that was still the, the cessation. Just put my false teeth back um, in. The cessation of his of hostilities and everything was still considered active almost a decade later. Because that allowed the Americans to take control of Japan, yep. do what they wanted. But um, we, we encourage you to celebrate VJ Day by following the tradition of grabbing the nearest nurse and snogging her in front of a cameraman. I'm quite happy to do that. I've seen some very attractive... Well, my girlfriend's a nurse. I'm going to go see her this weekend, so I'm set. <laughs> okay. Um, DJ? <coughs> Sorry. Uh, moving along. Um, 3rd of September, Miyoko... Asu passes away. I hope I got that right. Yeah, um, she's the uh, voice actress for um, Full Metal Alchemist and in Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood as Pinako, the tiny grandmother. Okay, um, that was the 30th September 2018. So, yeah, sad farewell to someone who brought a lot of people a lot of enjoyment, and fun, um, famous birthday. We have September 4, 1960, Damon Wyan, the actor who was Living Colour, Major Pain, Blank Man, and many other things, including Lethal Weapon, the TV series. Uh, yeah, the man who took the story of the little engine that could and made it into a violently horrifying nightmare-ridden account. If you've ever watched the Major Pain movie, you'll understand. Um, September 4, 1962, we have Shinya Yamanaka, the Japanese um, physician um, who won the Nobel Prize for Physiology or Medicine, was born in Osaka. Yeah, so I don't have a link there for him, but I'm just looking him up to see what he actually did for his Nobel. He's a stem cell researcher. Yeah, okay. Um, happy birthday to the gentleman. Um, what else? Sorry, technical issues there, folks. Um, we also have Joe DiMaggio, the American uh, voice actor and comedian. Oh, you mean John DiMaggio? Sorry, John DiMaggio. Um, had his birthday on September 4th. He was born in 1968. What was he famous for, um, DJ? Uh, voice acting Bender the Robot from Futurama, Jake the Dog from Adventure Time, which ended actually two days ago. Yeah, good go. Um, a lot of voice acting roles he was famous for. What else and was he? And his famous line is "Kiss my shiny metal butt." He and bite my he's belt. in Disenchanted as well. Yeah, as Lucy the Demon. Oh, no, uh, King Zog. Actually, King's, King, King Zog. Zog. Yeah, mm-hmm. he. No, I just looked him up to double check who he was, and I never realized he looks like a fat. Um, who am I thinking of? Mm-hmm. I had the name in my head and uh, Fat Sean Bean. (laughs) So how come his characters don't die out very quickly? Because Sean Bean has never seen the end of any of his movies, has he? Uh, He saw the end of The Martian. Sean Bean? Yeah. He survived to the end of a movie. Yeah. His career didn't. 
how the hell did he survive to the end of a movie? He's been <laughs> killed off in everything else he's appeared in. Well, he was working for NASA, and NASA was um, just... They don't kill people who work for NASA on Earth normally. <laughs> oh, I don't know. They've, done, they've, they've had a number of dodgy accidents. They, they could have killed him off somehow. I'm, I'm disappointed. How dare they let him survive to the end of a movie? <laughs> well, they did kill his career, so he's got that. Wait, um, what do you mean they killed, killed his career? Well, in The Martian, he was um, basically broke the rules to help get Mark Watney home. And as part of that, like going against orders, they fired him. Well, there you go. They killed something. That's good. At least, <laughs> at least there's some sort of status quo there. Let's start getting nervous. They've got to kill something about Sean, Sean Bean and everything he's in. <laughs> Even that, there was a TV series he did where he's an English officer in India. He got lots of things killed off at different times there. Um, another birthday for this week was Freddie Mercury had his birthday born September 5th. 1946 in Stonetown, Tanzania, something that a lot of people don't often realize. Um, his real name was Farouk Bulsara. So, yeah, a little bit of trivia there for you guys. And cause of death was bronchopneumonia as a complication of AIDS in 1991. Are you hyped yeah. for that um, Freddie Mercury bio movie that's coming up soon? Well, it's not just Freddie Mercury, it's all it's the queen, queen in general. Yeah. yeah. I, I am hyped for it, yeah. What's the called? Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, is it Bohemian? Yes, Bohemian Rhapsody. Ah, uh, yes. And all the other songs he's famous for. Mm-hmm. And even as a gay guy, he still sings about the benefits of fat-bottomed girls. Well, he actually had... Um, I've got in here um, partners. One was Mary Austin from 1970 to 1976, and then Jim Hutton from 1985 to 1991. So he, he, yeah, he. I think he's probably more bisexual. Gay. Yeah, but amazingly talented guy, and changed a lot of the stuff with music in fantastic. So yeah, that's pretty much everything I've got down on my list here. Is I haven't missed anything, have I? No, nothing. No. No, you guys haven't got anything further you want to add? No surprise no. stories. No. no, I got nothing. No. What? Well, there you go, folks. When the DJ doesn't play a game, and we, we actually get through it in a reasonable time. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it for another week. Um, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on okay, Twitter. Where are we? <laughs> At an amalgamated. That's on Twitter, for those who understand. And what's our email address? Uh, nerds.amalgamated at gmail.com. And we can they find our podcasts. In, uh, in all the various locations. What are they? Come on. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher. And that's it? Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we're part of That's Not Canon Productions. So there's plenty of other podcasts out there. Um, one of which was, what was the, the new one that they've got? A glass of wine? Wine and dine? Yeah, a glass yeah. of wine. A glass of wine. Featuring we- drunk people ranting about stuff <laughs> sounds like fun oh yeah um so yeah fred please check out some of the other shows and we also have our merchandise and um, we've got a couple of options available there at the moment for designs and yeah, some new designs this week so yeah please let us know what you think um we're also considering the idea of maybe running a competition 
Let us know what you'd like as a prize. Be realistic. I'm a broke uni student, so I haven't got a huge amount of money, but we'll try and organize some sponsorship if needed. And what you'd like the competition to be. Make it fun. Don't make it painful. And let us know any, any feedback you want. We're happy to hear from you. And uh, before we actually vanish, though, we do actually have to give a quick shout out to somebody else who actually gave us a shout out. Um, we got to return the love. Um, who was that, TJ? Uh, her name, if uh, her name is Sherry Gladman of Great Australia Pods. Just give me a second. Great Fine. Australian Pods. Yeah, Great Australian Pods. Yes. So. Um, yeah. She, She's um, given us a, a nice shout out. Talked about our uh, our podcast on our website. Yeah, so Great Australia Pods is basically a podcast directory for podcast enthusiasts and those who are just discovering the joys of podcasts. So, yeah, pretty cool to to get shout to get a shout out from. And I think we're the only that's not canon people on there. Really? Wow, it's so. amazing. <laughs> Thank, thank you very much, um, Sher- is it Sherry Ann or Sherry Gladman. Sherry, yeah. Sherry- well, it's got Sherry Ann here as well, so yeah. Um, thank you very much, and we'll have to follow you, I guess. Um, can you organise that, DJ? Yeah, yeah, sure, man, sure. Thank you. But otherwise, that's it. So long, good night, farewell. See you next week. See you guys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.